Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. Terry and Max are here, uh, as as they tend to be. Guys, I've been uh, checking out as much of the Carabao Cup action as I can, uh, but here in America, um, yeah, it's not on anywhere. Like, I have to catch streams if I can, mm. like, out there in the ether and pluck them out and watch, like, any any kind of like uh, replay that someone has filmed on their phone and put on Twitter, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's actually been really tough uh, to catch any of that. Uh, have y'all been able to catch any any of the matches so far, Max? I know you you were meeting up with a buddy to watch one, right? Yeah, we went out last night and caught uh, Liverpool against Chelsea, which oh, the, the final result pleased me very much. Funnily <laughs> enough, I am. Um, so we we went for a pre drinks in, in a Weatherspoon, but we turned up a little bit late. Um, you know, we caused a, a lot of like, um, I'd say about twenty minutes in, we arrived and watched the game from there, and we were thinking, ah, we'd finished our drinks in the one place, so we moved somewhere else where the game wasn't on. As soon as we left the place, I saw Manny scored, made it one nil to them. I thought, ah, that would be it, cut and dry. And then you know, as the, as I'm pr- progressing through my drinks, I'm seeing, oh, it's one one. And then, like right towards the end, two one. And then I saw I saw the actual goal, Eden Hazard's goal. And Jesus Christ, that guy, that goal is capable of winning any game. That that was so an absolute unbelievable strike. Yeah, it was great. I um actually haven't seen any game in its entirety, but I've been catching all the highlights. And on top of what Max said, then I'm quite enjoying uh, the Man United implosion as well. That's uh, it's quite entertaining. Just you got. You just you don't want to put any you don't want to back Man United on any of your uh, any of your coupons at the minute because they're just all over the place. Absolute say it's now it seems. Yeah, that was my. It, it was great to tell my my son after his training. You know, we got into the car. I was like, guess what? Guess what just happened? Huge upset. What do you think of this? And yeah, he was he was happy. He was pretty happy. It was uh, it was nice. I, we're we're brainwashing our children to. Uh, pull against any of the red teams, pretty much. Um, wow. <laughs> and my, my son was like, you know, we don't like Chelsea either, but Liverpool is Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's so true. It's yeah. so true. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, Everton play next week, way after everybody else, um, because of the scheduling snafu uh, that happened. And they were going to – I mean, are we're only – we are going to have enough rest. I think the there was a possibility they were going to try to throw us playing on Tuesday, and I think the 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 I guess the the solution, the compromise, was to throw us on next week, so we actually had enough rest. Oh, yeah. the, the scheduling, right. the scheduling of the well, no two ways about it. It's still the League Cup. It always will be the League Cup. The the, the way Carabao are handling the events, it's a Pretty laughable at times. I think that the, the draw is on at like nine o'clock at night as well. I don't know who's going to be watching the Carabao Cup draw at nine in the evening, but ah well, a piece of silverware, silverware. If we can progress, and I'll take that all day long. Is the draw um, in another country this time again? Like it, it has been before. Is it is it doing that again this next time? Or I'm not sure. Sure, like for a while, I, I thought it, the first year it was in Southeast Asia, which is where Carabao is. Yeah, Car- Carabao's Thai. It's, it's a, it's a yeah. Thai, and a Thai energy drink. It, it's not even the most popular 
energy drink in Thailand. I think it's only the second most popular uh, energy drink. But I, I didn't even know they'd been doing draws out of the country. Bloody hell. Are they going that far to try and market it now? Yeah, I thought the first year they they did it and it was like ridiculously late. Like it was normal time in Thailand, but like where you are and where I am, it's ridi- the time was ridiculous. <laughs> and it was just kind of, it was one of those things where they just weren't thinking when they scheduled it. Mm. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I, I was expecting us to be get totally hosed on that scheduling though. I'll be honest mm. because it was either us or Chelsea that was going to get screwed over. Yeah. And we're the ones that got moved. At least we got moved and we do get the rest though. Yeah. You know? Cause if we had only, if we had had to play on Sunday and then again on Tuesday, not cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, anyway, we need to, move on to to the the actual show giving you a brief synopsis of what the show is going to look like for the pod people uh we're going to start with the fulham preview because yeah we're playing them this weekend uh and then we're going to talk about our possible starting 11s who we we think silva's going to run with and then we got to talk about about a big big event that just happened get the rave on jordan pickford I heard kids say that somewhere. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but uh, Pickford signed a, a new contract, and it's it's uh, lengthy. It is longer than I was expecting. Mm. So uh, we are going to talk about that a little bit, and then we'll do another uh, another segment of If You Know Your History, the quiz, cage match, the throwdown, Max versus Terry. In, uh, in, in, a, in a Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Very, very close to my heart, so I'll say. <clears throat> so, anyway, let us begin with the Fulham preview. They're sitting 15th. All right? We are not much farther ahead. Uh, they recently beat Millwall this week, 3-1, in the Carabao Cup, the League Cup. And uh, they drew with Watford, and they lost to City, 3-0. Um, yeah, kind of, a, kind of a strange start with it for them. Pretty inconsistent. What's that like? Mm. Uh, so... Uh, we can talk about a possible lineup here in a little while, but uh, uh, Terry, you want to go into a little bit of the uh, who you think people we maybe need to worry about that are on their side? Um, yeah, I mean, they've bought loads of new players, so you don't really know what to expect from a lot of them. I mean, the obvious one is um, Ryan Sessegnon. Everyone sort of raved over him coming into the league uh, from the championship, and he is a good player, but see, for me, the, the biggest problem we're going to have I think is going to be someone like um, Mitrovic now he's not Mm -hmm. the type of player who'd strike fear in the hearts of every team but the way we are at the minute the way we're quite um, weak on set pieces and we're losing a lot of aerial duels with with opposition strikers a big strong centre forward who's good in the air like that and can put himself about a bit we saw what Arnautovic did to us when we played West Ham and he's probably going to be a problem that we're going to have to deal with. So, so he'd probably be the main one for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's hard not to write down their, their leading goal scorer. That's the first name I wrote down. Mitrovic, he's got five this season already. And so many of them are in the air with his noggin. Mm-hmm. You know? so, and that was a problem earlier in the season. I will say last, last game, uh, did we give up a header last game? We, I don't think so. We, we were, yeah. We, it was a, it was a change. Instead, we just gave up weak 
Michael, Michael Keane came back though. Michael yes, that was a big part of that. I, I, I honestly think if you know if we're going to tame Mitrovic, a big part of that's going to be a, you know a big performance from Michael Keane. Um, but uh, it, it's funny because when I look at that Fulham side, they they brought in so many, you know, they brought in a good standard of player from across mm-hmm. Europe that you wouldn't necessarily expect to join a club that's just been promoted. So there, there seems to be a real um, kind of positive movement going on at Fulham, to be honest. I've, I've always been a big fan of Andre Schoel, um for a long time. And who, who else have they brought in? The likes of Luciano Vieto, um, Seri from Nice as well, who yeah, was at one point linked with uh, Barcelona. So, yeah, I, I, I caught their game against um, Wofford and they, they played some... Lovely, lovely football, and I mean, obviously, home advantage counted. We, we are going to have to be wary of, of their threat. Yeah, they brought in Mawson as well, who hasn't really played as much, I don't believe, because he, he kind of started the season injured, I believe. Um, and he did play last week, I believe, but I think the, the thinking here is that he will not play this match. There is a, a doubt about him playing. Um, I think uh, we'll see, judging from all the research that I've done, Bettinelli, Bettinelli will be starting in goal. Fasu Minsa, who I think we've, we're familiar with. Um, Odoi starting beside uh, possibly Tim Ream. U.S. international Tim Ream. Hey. Hey, they're still around. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> he, he had been injured as well. Apparently he's a pretty good, like, settling factor on their defense. He's... The fact that Fulham supporters actually value him, um, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, then you got a uh, Ryan Sessegnon, uh, Seri, the way you were talking. Yeah, that guy is. I know we were a lot of us were wanting to purchase him for our squad recently. Um, Kevin McDonald, uh, Anguissa, uh, Shirla Vieto, Mitrovic. Um, these are. I mean, to be honest with you, there there are there is quality there. Yeah. There's genuine quality there. Uh, that strike that Sally had a couple of weeks ago, that one he had from outside the box, his his only goal this season, is, uh, yeah, it was sick. It was well, so I, I'm, in, I'm meant to be doing an interview with someone from Fulham Focus, which is a, which is a, a Fulham fan group, to, to at some point tomorrow morning. And they, they sent questions over to me just to get you know a bit of a, an, an opposition view themselves. And they included a stat that shocked me, really, and... I'll just read it for you, and you know what's going to happen. Fulham have not picked up a point at Goodison since 1959. <sighs> we know what that means. That sucks. Yeah. Oh, why would they do that? Because they know about us. They mm-hmm. know stuff like that. We give in to that. Yeah. We're going to have it, <laughs> aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Now I change my prediction. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> because I learned. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> Shit. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's a I did see where they haven't had a lot of success at Goodison, but I didn't know it was like that. Oh man. So that does take us into prediction time. We we need to address that. Uh Terry, where do you where do you see us going with that? I think we'll win. I, I think um showed enough in the last game to show that there's a I think we were dead unlucky not to win. In fact we were dead unlucky to get not get anything. And I don't think it was a performance that deserved a defeat. 
I think we'll win. I think it'll be two one. I can definitely see them scoring. I can't see us keeping a clean sheet with um, the likes of Mitrovic and whatnot. But I'm gonna say two one. I think we'll have a little bit too much for them in attack, but they'll definitely score as well. Max, what do you think? Yeah, I'm feeling a two one myself. To be honest, I think they've they've just got too much quality to keep quiet. Really, uh, particularly yeah. as Terry mentioned that, that the the aerial battle that comes with coming up against Mitrovic. Uh, yeah, the hope hopefully the the attack turns up on me aren't as wasteful as we were against Arsenal. But um but yeah, two one win. Routine. My initial pick was two nil that we would win. That's what I wrote down yeah. right here. And then you told me that stat and now I'm I'm feeling like I just need to flip flop like crazy and call two two draw. Mm. Okay? Because that's I don't know. We have I I hate to 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 <clears throat> give to make Everton a, a, a verb, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, honestly though, I want to stick to my principles, not change. I'm going to say two nil Blues. Stick with it and try to defy the stats and, and try to. Change the mentality. Max, Terry, Max has been wagging his finger about our negative negative uh, viewpoint, uh, way of thinking when it comes to Everton. He wants to just shed that. So I'm shedding it. Well done, this Proud. is for you, Max. Proud I'm going to be wrong for you. <laughs> <laughs> just say it. All right? So, well. yeah, I would say 2-0 Blues. And I'm going to even go on even more out on even more of a limb and say, dun-dun-dun, DCL scores. Well, you you. That, you want to know your, why I'm saying that? that? That's your you opinion, want, in it. You know what yeah. I mean? Because only because I want to see it happen. Yeah, I want to see it happen too. You know what I mean? I don't dislike. I, w- I just want to be specific. I'll, I like I'll, to make a stupid prediction every once in a while. No, no, I, I no, I like Dominic Calvert Lewin a lot. I know I've been slagging him off after that performance against Arsenal, <clears throat> given how wasteful he was. But yeah, I wish him every success as I do everyone who plays for Everton. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about. DCL a little bit in the next segment, I believe. Um, probably, and we need to address Keane. Uh, Terry called it, said some nice things about Keane earlier when we talk about our best 11. He slipped right in and did great. So we need to talk more about that in our starting 11 versus Fulham segment. Okay? So, guys, we good with our Fulham preview? Yep. All right. Yep. Then uh, we will, uh, that'll be the end of our uh, Fulham preview. Stay tuned for our starting 11 versus Fulham segment. We need to uh, talk about the possible starting 11 versus Fulham. We'll uh, give our predictions for who we think Silva wants to roll with. Uh, So, so guys, uh, we're not completely sure who is back from injury and who is not. Hi, everybody. Uh, as a quick update, uh, recently Silva did a press, press conference and said that Mina, although it was rumored that he had suffered an injury and was going to be out for another few weeks, uh, he said that Mina suffered a stamp and he would probably resume training again next week. So Mina probably is not going to be available coming up. And he also said that Coleman should be begin training again next week. And uh, I believe he also said Jagielka has started training, but I don't know if he'll be available for this weekend. 
uh, Gomez supposedly will start training uh, next week as well. So, um, yeah, that's that's the most recent injury update. On with the show. And uh, so I guess the, the questions, the, the real questions I think we're going to be having in this discussion are going to be center-mid combination, striker, and possibly some disagreement about uh, those outside forwards. Sort of wingers, but not really those, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, so who wants to give, start off with their starting 11? I think, uh, I think Terry started off the last segment because I, I usually tend to start the first one with the person who is not Max because oh. Max tends to be on regularly. <laughs> so, Max, you start this one. See, I, it, it does come back to you, my friend. Go on. It Thank does. You. Um, <laughs> You're like, you might as well just said F off just now with your tone. <laughs> in, in goal, the ever-trustworthy Jordan Pickford. Right back, John Joe Kenny. Centre-back pairing. Uh, I think you just it's a safer bet just to say Mina isn't playing. Um Played brilliantly against Arsenal on the weekend. Michael Keane, it was brilliant to see him back so quickly. I, d- I didn't expect to see him back just this, this quite so soon, really. But uh, Michael Keane and Kurt Zuma, centre-half. Luca Dini at left-back. Uh, the midfield, going to go Idrissa Gay, Morgan Schneidlin and Gilfie Sigurdsson just in front. And the front three, Walcott, Tosin and Richardson. All right. I have different names. Oh. I'm just telling you right now. But let's go to Terry. Yeah. See what he's got. Yeah, um, in goal, no-brainer, Jordan Pickford. Get the rave on. Um, John Joe Kenny at right back. Um, <laughs> Keenan Zuma at centre-back. Um, I think the result was very, quite harsh on them last Sunday. They both did quite well, especially Keen, who was a surprise return. Uh, Luca Dean, left-back. He's still playing well. Um, in the middle, um, say Idrissa Gay, Tom Davis, and um, Gilfie Sigurdsson. Uh, got nothing against Morgan Schneiderlin, but I, I don't think you. I, I wouldn't drop Tom Davis after that performance last week. I think he did really well. Uh, front three: uh, Richarlison and Walcott, either side of Tosin. Um, Calvert Lewin was the perfect fit for that strategy last week, but. Um, he was quite wasteful with his possession, and I'd rather have Tosin in the middle for a home match. I think he's a much better goal scorer, and I think it's only a matter of time before he gets off the mark, and hopefully it'll be uh, this weekend. I do agree that I think Tosin is more clinical mm-hmm. on the whole right now. Uh, I don't know about later on this season. I don't know about next year. But right now, I trust Tosin to put away some of those chances that DCL had last week. My problem is I don't know if Tosin could get in those kind of positions. Mm-hmm. Um, just doesn't have the speed and he doesn't stretch the field like DCL does but he does all these other things that, that DCL cannot yeah. especially hold up play mm-hmm. um, although, although DCL in the past has shown that despite seeming like he's skinny he can he's not he's not completely weak no. you know um, but yeah I, mine, mine looks very very similar to Terry's Pickford, Kenny, Keane, Zuma, Dean, uh, Gay, Davis, Sigurdsson, Walcott, Richarlison. And here's the thing, guys. I wrote DCL down. My only reason is because I just can't see him 
pooping all those opportunities the way he did last week. Mm. I just, I can't. Yeah. The fact that those were really good opportunities, and he, he managed to get there. Those through balls people were feeding him, he was showing off some of his speed, yeah. and that was impressive. And I'm just wondering if that's, some, if that's a way that uh, Silva wants to play. Yeah. I don't know. Majority- I obviously, I wrote DCL and then in parentheses Tosun because – I do feel like Tosun is a more experienced player, and I'd rather start him. Yeah, I gotta say, majority of DCL's goals come at home as well, don't they? I, I can't think of one that's away. <laughs> I don't. I think you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Very, very few of them, anyway. Mm. So, I don't know. I'm, I wrote down DCL. I, I'm not going to sit there and cop out and say both of them, but yeah. So, I'll stand by my prediction. Yeah. Even though it's probably wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, anything else, guys? I, I agree. Keen, Keen and Zuma have earned the right to continue starting. Yeah. And I also, uh, I do think Davies played well yeah. last week. Just, just on Davies, right? Yeah, I do, I do agree. I thought he had one of his better games against Arsenal. It's just with, with all these, these kinds of, Threats that pop up all over the pitch with Fulham, I think I'd feel safer having Morgan Schneidlin in there rather than Davies. Fair. You know, the the ability to drop deep and track men and, and pick them up and and just, just quell the threat before it even starts. That is, mm-hmm. that, that's what you get from Morgan Schneidlin. And I'm, I'm sure by all means, if, if Silver wanted Davies to do that, he'd dedicate his performance more to, to, to you know, digging in and being defensive. But... You know, uh, as we saw against Arsenal, his, his eye for forward passes looks strong at the minute. So yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Davies does start. You make a good point about Schneiderlin, you feeling a little more. Because, I mean, he is just more defensively inclined than Davies. Yeah. You know, he just is. It depends on how much Silva respects that center mid uh, grouping for Fulham. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I mean, we were playing a, a, a center mid pairing in Arsenal that is not awful, you know. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't know, guys. But uh, it wouldn't shock me to see to see uh, Schneiderlin slip in there, especially ch- just because he hasn't played mm-hmm. recently, and I don't think he's played poorly when he's been in to merit a long stretch on the bench. Uh, no. Is it possible that he could come in for Gay? Uh, just no, to give Gay a rest? Uh, no, I think Gay had a fantastic game against Arsenal. Oh, too, he did? With, <laughs> with, the, with the high press. I just, I just think it's, it's a lot more, it, you know, it's a lot easier to, to bench the younger lad, basically, I think, you know, mm-hmm. in favour of the more experienced. You know, what, what is mm-hmm. Schneiderlin now? 27, 28, 29, uh, something around there. So, you know, yeah. it, it's, it, I don't think. Davies would be disheartened if he was put on the bench, really. As, you know, oh. He's still young at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, I only mention that because a lot of times people say that Schneiderlin and Gay both should be playing the same position and shouldn't be playing at the same time. So the pairing mm. that's the only re- and, and the idea of giving Gay a little rest. But honestly, I don't want to give a str- one of our strongest players a rest yeah. against anybody right now because we need points. I like, think- I'm not, I'm not going to disrespect Fulham. I think Gay is one of those players now. If he's fit, he plays. There's just like, like Coleman, like Pickford. I, I, yeah. I think it's either Gay and Schneiderlin, or Gay and someone else. I don't think uh, you'd rest Gay unless he's um, unless he's unfit. 
All right, guys, uh, anything else we need to cover about our possible uh, lineup or possible uh, subs coming up? Uh, I guess there's a possibility we see Bernard a little bit more. Yeah. Hope so. Never know. Yeah, because I think everybody's been impressed with him yeah. so far. And his attitude seems great. Mm. You know, the interview stuff that's coming out from him just seems a really positive player to have. Mm. So, um, cool. All right. Well, I guess that's it for our starting 11 segment. Uh, next, uh, we've got a segment uh, about Jordan Pickford signing a new contract. So, yeah, check it out. Rejoice, Evertonians. Uh, Pickford just signed a contract. They had talked about it during the summer, uh, around World Cup time. They said that... Uh, Everton was working on a new contract for him. Uh, well, yeah, it's official now. Six-year deal that's going to tie him to us until 2024, and it has no release clause. No release clause. Got the reason. So, that was just yeah. beautiful. No it's release so clause. Good. Uh, Get in. Yeah, I was, I was talking, to, uh, talking to my son about that, and I said, so this means basically – he will he will stay with us for six years, or if somebody else, if another team wants to buy him, they have to pay us pay us an absurd amount of money now mm. because six years is such a long time. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer that contracts don't necessarily mean anything, but you'd mm. always want to see. You know, I, I was talking about Pickford the other day. Um, <laughs> me, I, I I believe he's like he's a marketable asset after that World Cup. Yep. You look look at his press conference when he was kind of you know facing the media about his contract. He, he rightfully said, you know, I've had an absolute whirlwind of a year, which he has. The kind of off the back of that World Cup, all the all the, the, the you know the players in that squad have kind of earned this sort of celebrity like status, following yeah. all the, the the media attention that was on it. And he's certainly one of them that has, you know. I just I'm absolutely made up that he because listening to him, he seemed very intent on knuckling down because. And what I thought was really interesting for him to just come out with it, he said, you know, this contract's got me here till I'm 30. And to even say that, and he got asked, do you see yourself staying here till you're 30? He was like, well, you know, that's what I'm going to do. It's what I've got to do. So he's just got the right attitude, doesn't he? He's a leader. Despite his age right now, he is a leader, and a leader that's going to be there in the dressing room for years to come, fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean... Like you say, contracts, you can take the cynical view and say they don't really mean anything. They, they don't mean what they used to mean. They don't mean like a player's safe from transfer and whatnot, but they, they're sort of good indicators of intent by each club. So you're tying down what you basically... that This is Everton saying to the player and to the sports and to the world. They see Pickford as one of our key sort of pillars for building the squad. So they've, they've sort of wrapped him up uh, for this contract to say, he's our guy. He's our, He's going to be one of the cornerstones of this team. And this is how highly we rate him. We've got him here for another six years. No release clause. We don't have any intention of selling him. Can happen. Can happen to anyone. But it, it just shows what that, A, we are obviously presenting a plan and a vision to Pickford to make him want to sign for that long and making him believe that it's where the club to be at. And we're also protecting what it effectively after that World Cup our most high profile player I mean we've got some high profile players in, in their parts of the world so so Yerry Mina and um, 
Colombia and Tosin in Turkey. But overall, it was Rooney last year, like obviously. But now I think the most identifiable Everton player currently and anywhere would be Jordan Pick because of how big as how big he became after the back of that World Cup. So I just think it's it's very clever from the club and it's encouraging signs that we're not just looking to you know plod along like we have done in the past. We you know we we looking to draw a line under this selling your best players to the bigger clubs. No, six-year deal, no release clause. If you want him, you're going to have to make us really, you know, you're going to have to make us an offer we can't refuse. Yeah, we will. We will be reimbursed handsomely mm-hmm. if if that happens. I think there's a there's a respect for the club there from Pickford. That's a tremendous respect for the club. That doesn't, you know, a lot of people when he came to us were saying, you know, boyhood Sunderland supporter. That's his. That's his club. He's all about that club. And some people were really hurt, and they were saying he's just using you as a stepping stone. You know? Um, if he is, he's showing us a lot of respect. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's that's awesome. He, well, look how, he, look how he conducts himself. You know, he, he seems a very headstrong young man. He, you know, he, he seems very um, intent on having the best career that he possibly can. And he obviously... You know, he obviously knows. You know, if you're at a club, you you have to have that respect for it. You know, you can't like mm. you look at the incidents that that, that exist at Man United now currently between you know the Pogba, Mourinho, Manchester United. They're all they're like three entirely separate entities. Whereas Pickford, you know, as I said, I know I keep referring back to the press conference, but he you know he speaks on behalf of the club. We need to do this. We need to do that. Mm. We have this long term ambition for the future, and as a supporter. Uh, it really gratifies you to know, particularly your goalkeeper, someone that you know. Every good side has a as a as a good good player in between the sticks, and I think we certainly got that. And as Teddy said, as he could be, if he can be the cornerstone, and uh, and you know, that Everton number one always for this long duration of time, that'd be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I I like his forthrightness. The fact that he just kind of says what he's thinking, that get the rave thing, get the rave on thing, is is kind of indicative of that. It shows that he's just like, yeah, this is who I am, and, and that's that's cool, and it's fine, and th- I'm just going to show it to you, and it's the way it is. Mm. You know, and I like that. There's not a lot of, like, we don't really have to dig very deep <laughs> with Pickford through the layers. It's like, he's just like, meh, this is who I am, yeah. deal with it. But there's something... There's something very honest and truthful about that, and I think his mindset approaching things like that also helps him on the field. He's not overthinking things. Definitely, yeah. you know, he's a leader, isn't he? How many times he gets sent it off to Bollocken? Yeah, I couldn't believe it when we first got him, and he in the early European games, and he he ran out, he ran up through his box after a corner, and Rooney didn't close down one of the players on the edge, and he absolutely leathered Rooney like verbally, just like lashed him. And I was like, "That's like that's unbelievable." He was he's a young keeper, young kid, and he's telling the most high-profile senior player in the team to get his act together. And I was like, "I like that." That no one, mm-hmm. not in awe of the bigger name, and like that's a proper leader. That's a proper p- personality in the team. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a negative way to view this, but lest I catch Max's wagging finger, I will not ask whether or not he's going to be here in three years' time. Because I think it's that's a negative question, you know. However, maybe let's take a more positive spin. When it's all said and done, will we consider Pickford 
one of our greatest keepers. All right, that's, that's what I'm curious about. And I think a lot of that will have to do with, does he decide to, to stay here for a while? But we'll see. Max, you look like you want to speak on that. Usually I'd shoot you down straight away for making such an absurd statement. You know, it, or I think it is entirely possible because, I mean... I, I so not him, totally absurd. Well, I, I like it. I, I, I was, I was <laughs> see, that's why I asked the question. <laughs> I, I was born in 1998, so I didn't exactly see Neville House Southall in, in his heyday. Right. But <laughs> you, you see these... You see these similarities, and when you see, you know, clips of Neville Southall, and when you see Jordan Pick with the ability to, you know, fling yourself across goal the way they do, making these tremendous acrobatic saves, um, and and obviously we had Tim Howard as well, who had the tendency to pull off really great saves at times, and despite things souring towards the end of his Everton career, was absolutely brilliant. Mm. It, you know, taking a step back and looking at his Everton career as a whole, but entirely, you know, there, there is. And a possibility that he can become an Everton legend if we win something. I'm a, I'm a strong believer that you know no one's ever a legend at this club unless they win something. I was going to ask about that because uh, is it going to take us actually having some success, getting into you know winning some silverware, uh, getting into top four? Actually, you know. Yeah. Is that what it takes? Is that yeah. part of the uh, criteria? Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, but. Tim Cale and, and Mikel Arteta, and I saw uh, someone tagging Lee Carsley with the same brush. Uh, they're not Everton legends. They're, you know, they're, they're heroes more like, you know, my heroes growing up, but I, I wouldn't classify them as legends. Yeah, modern heroes is like two sort of definitions, really. Isn't it? Like legends are the, 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 the cup winners, the league winners, the, you know. You, you, a couple of years ago, we had a, a 25th anniversary kit of the... 1985 season. They had the the eleven in the back of the kit, like just where you'd see the sizes. Usually, they had the the lineup from when we won the European Cup Winners Cup. You'd never see like all oh, the season we finished fourths lineup in like 20 years, would you? So there's there's a very clear line. That it's it's silverware. It's got to be. Uh, so it's possible we can end up with a talented player in Pickford, but if we don't actually pay that off, he's not. He'll he'll be remembered, but perhaps in a way that Tim Howard was. Yeah, but I th- I think it's a, it's an entire possibility that Jordan Pickford could definitely be you know a league winning goalkeeper or or you know a cup winning goalkeeper. Everton, uh, as Terry touched on there earlier, you know we 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 are showing these clear statements of intent that you know we do want to challenge for honours, but we we've got to facilitate that for the players like Pickford, for the players that are. Very, very good. You know, these these players that we might lose to to the big six or other European clubs with a bit more financial boost to them. You know, Everton as a club, I, I do believe we are going in the right direction of facilitating these top players and providing them with what they want. But you know, we've got we've got to start getting consistent European football again, and we haven't won anything in, since I've been alive and since 1995, which I do think is an absolute joke. But we're getting closer. I do feel that. We're in um, at least three cups every year, though. And Pickford's got six years of that, so so that's the plan. Yeah, <laughs> got a lot of attempts. Yeah, I think uh, I think we keep improving. We give him. We continue to give him reasons to stay, because with the the money that is in this club now, 
And with the direction it's going in terms of new stadium and everything, it's a really exciting time if, our, if we can get our results handled. Mm-hmm. You know, that right there is the big <clears> thing. <throat> uh, and I'm hoping that our marketing gets better and the business side of things get better too, but we'll just see. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So, uh, yeah, if I, uh, I'll, I'll pretend there's a bunch of beer in here and say, uh, yeah, this, here's to here's to Pickford, six years. Let's do this. Yep, yep. Max is drinking some un- unidentifiable liquid. Yeah, some, <laughs> some green shite. <laughs> um, but yeah, indeed, uh, this is this is exciting, and uh, I was pretty psyched. I was worried that it took this long. Since the rumors started in the summer, I was worried it was like a Lukaku type of situation. But yeah, now this is cool. So anyway, uh, so guys, let's. Uh, that, I guess that's it for our Pickford contract. Uh, yeah, he signed one. It's wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's it's cage match time. If you know your history is what it's called, and it's a quiz. We are we are pitting Max against Terry, uh, two uh, pretty pretty learned fellows when it comes to Everton. Uh, so uh, what's going to happen here is I'm going to give them a category, and then they will go back and forth giving their answers. Okay, and the first one. With a wrong answer, if the next person supplies a correct answer, the person who was wrong loses, obviously, and blah, blah, blah. It's, like Paul has pointed out, it's like a penalty shootout. Okay? Um, So, that's that's the situation. It's it's pretty straightforward. Uh, So, guys, are you ready for your category? Yep. Yep. December 9th, 2012. Okay, the score, Everton 2, Tottenham 1. All right? Yeah, yeah. Do you do we remember the game that I am talking about? Or do I need to be super yes. specific? Yes, yeah. Um, what year? 2012. All right, okay. This the one with um, away? Is that, is that, is, yes. The, yeah, Pina Jalovic. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. This is this is the the match that sort of made me an Everton supporter. Okay. Oh, oh okay. That's why Great. earlier I was kind of like this is close to my heart. Uh, yeah, I've talked I'm, about this I remember, match. I remember that game well, but fucking brilliant being there. The I, I, the fact that you were there just yeah, that's so kick-ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh that was one of the one of the first ones where I actually got to see the team play and that that ending was really good so uh so guys we are going to be talking about the players that played in that game okay so uh i am going to for those of you who are listening i will be flipping not a coin but a memory card (laughs) because i don't have coins all right this is heads and this is tails who wants to call it go on i don't uh i'll go with tails again Max says tails. It is tails. Max, would you like to go first or second? I'll go first, please. Okay. Max has chosen to go first. Yep. Uh, the, start, the starters. 
Uh, oh, no, just honestly, just just let's just go with people who played, okay? Yep. And begin. Nikita Yelovich. That is correct. Tim Howard. That is correct. Apostolos Velios. That is correct. Leighton Baines. That is correct. Darren Gibson. Correct. Um. Marwan Fellaini. Correct. Stephen Pina. Correct. Leon Osman. That's correct again. Stephen Naismith. Correct. Oh, this is getting intense now. I'm, I'm, I can't think. Yes, it is. Bill Jagielka. Correct. Sylvan Distan. Correct. Mm. I feel like this could be, this could be a um, Seamus Coleman. Correct. Oh. Um. Both centre half being said. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin Morales. Correct. Oh, that was a that was a stab in the dark. That. There is one more name. Pressure's on, Teddy. You feel it? <laughs> Are you talking shit to him? <laughs> that's the that's the equivalent of Max coming up and bumping. Terry on the spot right before his right before his penalty shot. It's, <laughs> it's 2012. December 9th, 2012. <clears throat> I think we've gone through the whole first 11, haven't we? You have. And you've gone through two of the three subs. Oh, God, I wouldn't want to be Teddy right now. I'm thinking of saying Hibbert, but I don't know whether he was injured all that season. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Tony Hibbert, but I think I'm wrong. You are wrong. <laughs> Hi, Tinga. Came in. Uh, in the 94th you, minute. You just give, you give him a tip as well, just thinking about it, giving him a nudge on the pon- running up to the penalty spot. That was a hint. I didn't even think about it. Uh, <laughs> that was a hint. No. I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. <laughs> didn't even think about that. Yeah, I didn't even mean uh, to. That wasn't uh, a, an intentional hint, by the way. That's crazy. Uh, Heitinga came in for Yelovich on the in the 94th minute. Oh, bloody, just, just while we're talking about that game, how good was that? Because Jelovic hadn't scored. I think his, his last goal before that was against Sunderland, and that was quite a late one. And then he hadn't scored for a while, and then he scored, and we just went fucking nuts. And he grabbed <laughs> some fellas out in the Gladys Street. Oh, that was great. Um, and that the header from Pienaar was bloody brilliant as well. 
The subs that did not play, uh, Jan Mucha, uh, Oviedo Baby, Hitzelsberger, and that guy that plays for Chelsea now. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And uh, so here is the uh, – this was going to be the tiebreaker question. How many appearances did Apostos Velios make during his three-year stay at Everton? How many appearances? Oh. Um, oh, 30, 25, 30. Which one? 35, 35. Max says 25. Max, 25. Max says 35. Terry says 25. Terry is on the dot. Ooh. 25 on point. Interestingly enough, only two of those were starts and 23 were substitute appearances. I wish I'd got that height and go on now. Imagine a one with that. <laughs> oh, well. Because it's such a, it's such an odd sub, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's such a strange... He was obviously thrown in there to, to help shore up the back and finish out the game. No, Jelovic was subbed off to get a bloody round of applause. Do you, remember, do you remember when he went onto the bench and he just started high five and everybody <laughs> like that? And I remember them showing the clip of it on Match of the Day because he was that happy when he came off. He just started high five and everyone on the bench. Oh, I love Jelovic, you know. I'm just going to the event shit. Yeah, yeah so was I. <laughs> um, so, Max, <sighs> you have... Uh, by a very slim margin, have uh, have won today's cage match. Uh, it's just sliver, you know, because Terry even got the tiebreaker. So this was a close one, guys. Uh, the reward is Max okay. chooses a tune that we will briefly discuss and play under this. So, Max, what do you have this time? Uh, it came on me shuffle before when I was making my way home from uni. And it reminds me of how good of a song it was. But because Terry did so well, he can pick right all along the Watchtower. Do you want me to go for the Jimi Hendrix cover of All Along the Watchtower or the original by Bob Dylan? Mm, I think I think Hendrix is one of the better on the year. So go on, just put put the Hendrix one on instead. Terry called it. All right, so uh, so you're given given Terry the choice because it was so close. What's great about the the Jimmy version, guys? Because I know why I like it, but uh, why do you guys like it? Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. Just just excellent, isn't he? Yeah. What a man. There's a line in uh, White Men Can't Jump. Talking about, can you hear Jimmy? (laughs) Can you hear him? I know you like to listen to it, but can you hear him? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what a man. Yeah. um, Trying to introduce my three and six year old to Jimi Hendrix I'd be like just just listen to that guy kill a guitar just listen to that are you kidding you know what I mean it's just yeah so as you listen to the dulcet tones of Jimi Hendrix uh, uh, that's it for the big show so uh, podcasters thanks very much for listening uh, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast rate it if you can and uh, leave, leave a kind review if you like uh, something something like I wish that Max would request some rave music for John for Jordan Pickford you know what I mean get the rave on get the rave on that's the thing we say now 
That's the thing a man of 40 should probably never be saying. But hey, it's happening! We weren't really asked about it during the World Cup, but as soon as he signs a six-year contract, get the rave on, man. We're just saying it all the time. Yeah. Get the t-shirts ready. Let's do this. Uh, <laughs> uh, so also, please subscribe to the Duffy Blues YouTube channel. We're sitting around 1,200 subs, so uh, check us out there. Um, you can actually see what we look like. I'm not sure if you want that, but hey, that's a thing. Uh, check out check out Terry on the Liverpool Echo Fan Jury. He uh, appears there every once in a while. Check out his Twitter feed for that, but also check out Max's Twitter feed because he'll be popping up on podcasts here or there or <coughs> various websites with his analysis. And uh, also on the Toffee Blues uh, website where he and lots of other contributors to this podcast and our YouTube channel, they, they drop a lot of knowledge on there. So uh, check that out. Uh, also, the Toffee Blues, uh, you should follow them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I am finished with my plugging. Gentlemen, as we as we wrap up with Jimmy, thanks so much. Terry, good to see you again, man. Good to see you too, man. Always a pleasure. Max, take care, bud. Brilliant, gents. Lovely to talk to you. All right, guys. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So, bye. <laughs> <laughs>